0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Drama Club in which the revolution will not be televised. In <laughs> today's episode, we welcome each other as the newest members of the JG Jennifer Gardner fan club. <laughs> and then Steph tells us the very complicated and tragic story of a Miss Patricia Hurst, AKA 70 Stunt Queen, Tanya, <laughs> on this week's Drama Club. What up, fam?
1: What up, fam? Good, Feels good, right? Feels good, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. I yeah. know it just, yeah. And without further without ado, further, uh, without further, uh, uh, we live broadcast from live from CA to NY. What up, comrades? Before we get started, it's your girl, May, with a dramatic announcement. A lot of you guys have been hitting us up and asking when our stickers would be available, and that day has finally come. We love making this podcast, and we love that now we're friends with all of you because of it, and it's crazy to us that so many of you want to rep the drama club like that. Anyway, so we want to continue to grow the podcast, and you guys are a huge part of that, and we can't thank you enough for the reviews and the word of mouth that helps bring more people into the drama club family. So we've got a lot of things we want to do to keep improving the podcast, like making a website and upgrading some of our equipment, you know, very professional stuff. We're running a very legit operation over here. (laughs) So if you're enjoying the podcast and want to donate to keep the drama coming for every two dollars you send us, we'll send you an official The Drama Club sticker and a handwritten note. Stephanie has beautiful penmanship, by the way. She writes like she learned to write at a summer camp for moody teenage girl graffiti artists. So yeah, two bucks gets you a sticker. Four bucks gets you two stickers. You want to sprinkle a little bit more cash on top of that? That's cool, too. We wouldn't be mad at it. Shout out to all you potential sugar daddies and sugar mamas out there who want to keep the tea flowing. So if you want to support the podcast, PayPal us at our email, dramaclubpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to paypal.me slash drama club pod. Make sure you include your shipping address. And very soon you'll be receiving a special delivery from us. The drama club. You know, we love you all. Thanks again for all the support and words of encouragement. We literally couldn't do it without you guys. And now back to our regularly scheduled drama. Hey, baby.
1: I like it like that. I like Texas from my exes when they won a second chance. I like proving that I has
0: wrong. I do what they say I can't. Good job, (laughs) me. What did you do today besides work?
1: Yeah, I didn't do anything. I made fun of Mateo like 3 times on his Instagram. Did you see?
0: I saw I saw one <laughs> where he like posted a a text that you sent him or something. Yeah, and he was
1: like he got all mad at me. He responded in all caps. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. And then it did sound weird for him to be like my aunt is like I know, messing I was with like, me or something.
1: Aunt? What the shit? <laughs> What am I? 90? My great aunt. <laughs>
0: you know whose mom's Look. still alive. Which is I feel like this is a good sign. Share. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. And her
0: mom looks good. Wow. Well, good for them. Damn. That's that Armenian bloodline, dude. Oh I, mean, mm-hmm. I think maybe her mom or maybe her dad is Armenian. I don't think she her and mom she's is She's half. Yeah. She's half white, half Armenian? Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh, that's why Kim K's all of her shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that. Do you know this because you started working on a Sunny and Share episode? No. Oh, okay.
0: No, dude, I, I've always known that Share was Armenian because of her behind the music.
1: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Look at this picture of Share on her Wikipedia.
0: Ooh, love it!
1: it it's all glamour shot. Yeah. Hell yeah! Sometimes I feel like 80s glamour shots are either go one of two ways. Like they look bomb as fuck like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they look ratchet as fuck.
0: Well, I think like you can't go wrong if it's in black and white.
1: True, true. It's yeah, because it's like the colors of the makeup that they was in style at that time are. Yeah, they are sketchy.
0: I ate a vegan (laughs) hamburger today.
1: Oh, was it the one the
0: the impossible burger? No, not that one. Oh, where'd you get it? I got it from Chloe. It's like this vegan restaurant that they have uh, here and in New York. It was pretty good. It had like a had an avocado. It had like corn in it. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Nothing about a vegan hamburger sounds appealing to me. I don't like hamburgers that much, anyways. What? Yeah, like I don't really like. That's not something that I'm like interested in eating.
0: Yeah, I. I did it. I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed they had like beet ketchup because you know I fuck with anything Oh, yeah.
1: Beets are delicious.
0: And they had like a chipotle aioli. It was bomb.
1: Oh, that sounds bomb. I can't um, believe you don't
0: like hamburgers.
1: I don't like fries. So it's like I just the whole thing is not my vibe. Yeah. Um, the best hamburger I've ever had. Hoal said that the hamburger at the the Big Mick at... Um, Petit Trois is yeah. probably his favorite one he's ever had, mm-hmm. but I had a, my favorite one is at this restaurant called Arc in Costa Mesa. The twenty dollar hamburger is not on the menu. It's so fucking amazing. It's
0: twenty dollars.
1: It's gigantic. Like the mm. fucking. It's like made of Kobe beef.
0: How are you gonna pay? You don't even like hamburgers. How are you gonna pay twenty dollars for a hamburger? Because
1: somebody told me it was crazy good, and I was like, I trust you, my dude. I don't know why, but everything else <laughs> he was eating looked like he knew what to do. So I, it was fucking amazing.
0: Hey, you know what's cray? That what? people are stuck on Hawaii right now. You like barely oh, got it off the island. I know.
1: A couple people have been telling me like, "Wow, you really missed the the yeah. hurricane and stuff." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm pretty glad." I would be freaking out because I'm a big ass weenie. Yep, you show you
0: show are.
1: Howell <laughs> <laughs> said he heard about it like right before we left, and he mm-hmm. didn't want to tell me anything. Oh, that's smart. Hmm. Good move. <laughs> But like some of some people that we know are on some of the islands right now. And it, I feel really bad for them because it's all cloudy and windy and mm-hmm. hurricane and
0: hurricane Yeah. That's
1: not what you want out of your trip to Hawaii.
0: Right. Although.
1: How, Hawaii. I,
0: I would like the drama of it. Like <laughs> yeah, would well, be pretty
1: dramatic. Yeah, imagine people just like people watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> they must be going nuts right now. What will
0: happen to it? What will it be used for? What can money be used for? What is money anyway? All right, dude. Um, th- welcome to nah, the th- <laughs> I eased you enough into it. May, yeah, or you that? eased me
1: enough into it.
0: Oh, well, tit for tat.
1: <laughs> okay, Aunt May. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what's
0: wrong with tit for tat
1: i don't know what was that other weird thing you said to us one time you were like don't uh change donkeys midstream oh, or some shit
0: you know what's a weird thing that people used to say they used to say how do you do oh yeah what does that mean
1: i'm not sure like what do you do or like how am i doing like I- what does it mean
0: it means like like they would how say, are you they, it, it's like nice to meet you
1: oh what
0: Yeah, they'd be like, hi, I'm May. I'm Stephanie. How do you do?
1: Oh, okay. Well, guys, this is the Drama Club. My name is Stephanie.
0: And my name is May.
1: How do you do?
0: (laughs) How do you do?
1: (laughs) That's how Jerry Seinfeld says it.
0: How do you do?
1: How do they do? You know what's funny is I really like Jerry
0: Seinfeld. (laughs) No, I do too. I I have one gripe with him, which is, I mean, aside from the whole teenage girlfriend incident uh-huh. it is that he's like literally the worst dressed person on earth <laughs>
1: <laughs> he always wears shocks like nike shocks why he's like the gotta be the only person keeping that shoe alive and dad jeans and yeah. uh like a blazer over, oversized
0: blazer
1: you know what i do like about him is he's very like no nonsense
0: yeah, like the like the Kesha thing. Yeah, like he's just like, <laughs> he's like, like I'm he not just hug you. he
1: seems like a grumpy Jewish dude. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I kind of like
1: that vibe, like when John Mulaney tells stories of how when he was a kid he was already like grown as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the new season of Comedians in Cars?
0: No, I haven't seen it.
1: Oh uh, well, can I tell you one thing? Yeah. Okay, well, John John Mulaney has an episode and he's telling Jerry like, yeah, like I knew my childhood was weird because one time when I was like 11 years old, I went to go watch a film by myself and then I went to the diner and I had a, a bowl of matzo ball soup while I read the newspaper <laughs> and then I went home like a divorced 50 year old man. <laughs> like he went to have this afternoon by himself
0: that sounds like a delightful afternoon that's like my
1: 11 year old that is
0: my ideal (laughs) afternoon
1: me too i fucks with some matzo ball soup
0: i do too like definitely at at a deli you know Mm -hmm. my grandma used to make it for some reason and I mean, it was cool, but I like I, I like to go out of my way to have it for some reason. Yeah, you, know? you gotta
1: have a rotating thing of pies.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's,
1: it's some giant Rubens.
0: I gotta be eating. I, I was gonna say eating a newspaper, reading a newspaper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I gotta be eating a newspaper in a trash can, and I gotta be named Oscar. Uh,
0: how are you liking La Casa de las Flores?
1: Oh my God, mate, It's really great, isn't it? Yes, I like the way the, the, the main, the oldest sister talks. Yeah. Oh. I, papa, <laughs> <laughs> no me digas, papa. why
0: she talk like that? Se me olvidó cancelar los mariachis. <laughs> oh, <geez>. yeah. <laughs> Yet for thousands of years, people did get along without money. What are we going to do for Hot Topic? I feel like for Hot Topic, we got to do, um, do Ben Affleck. Thank God. Because I'm,
1: I'm dying to talk to you about it. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: I can't believe she got her star on the Walk of Fame like the day before she had to drive her ex-husband to rehab. So the big news this week, May, which I couldn't wait to talk to you about, mm-hmm. was Senor Affleck.
0: Mm-hmm, yes. A.K.A. Batman yeah ben affleck is back in rehab which i mean good for you dude like whatever it takes
1: yeah for sure you got to take the steps to take care of yourself and your kids to be a better dad or whatever
0: exactly but this shit's
1: hilarious
0: (laughs) i woke up to Steph furiously sending me photos of I know why- <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner driving Ben Affleck to rehab because he looked fucking crazy.
1: He he was in the backseat. Why, yeah. why was he
0: swollen? That's the first thing Halal asked me too. He was like, did he get beat up? And that's what you thought. Yeah, I think he did get beat up. He must have gotten into a fight with somebody. Like maybe that's why she stepped in and was like, God damn it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what happened. My favorite thing is that. It, they ha- they have pictures of them stopping at Jack in the Box and her like <laughs> handing him a bag of food. Yeah. That was so funny. That means he was still drunk for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's the only time I would ever eat Jack in the Box.
1: Jack in the Box is trash. Of all the fast foods, it's the worst one. But they have
0: curly fries, though.
1: Oh, that's true. The curly fries and the tacos are the only thing to go to Jack in the Box for. Uh,
0: when I was a kid... We 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 would go there every once in a while, but I would hate it because my parents would always be like, Jumbo Jack. And, <laughs> and I was like, it's a Jumbo Jack.
1: My parents like going to Burger King and they're Whopper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we used to go to Burger King too, like after church on Sundays. Because like, yeah. it would be, the, I think the Whoppers were like a dollar or something. Yeah, back they're in so the day. cheap. It's
1: like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Jennifer Garner had to pick up her ex husband <laughs> after he spent all week with a 22 year old playmate. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. You know, ju- I, like, as he's asked to rehab.
0: Like I said before, I don't particularly care for Jennifer Garner. Yeah. But- I like her now because this, yeah, yeah. this is so funny. This, this is like, some ride or die shit. This was she was like just so like, ugh, yeah, like, with her, <laughs> like disgusted with her ex-husband. She's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like, I hope she cussed that full out. The I know she did. There. I know she did. There's photos of her because she had an intervention on Wednesday night. And by Thursday morning, <laughs> she was like, no, we're going to rehab. So, you know, he went on a bender Wednesday night and there's pictures of her like walking in and out of her house or whatever, like just like, ugh.
1: I hope she was like, you're a piece of shit. Did you like fucking that little girl?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you get points for it with your Capital One venture card? Fuck you. <laughs> and then I I also love that she was like, like, get like get fucking dressed, get in the car. We're going to rehab right now. <laughs> but but what, what, what? we will, yes, we will stop at Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he's totally a kid for yeah. sure but that's a, awesome and then i saw did you see the pictures of her like hanging out around town the rest of the day she was all happy you was she, all happy yeah
1: <laughs> she had a big-ass smile yeah she looked great her fucking skin was all fresh yeah she wasn't
0: wearing any makeup she was like glowing she was like he's gone <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome good for her dude she's a good fucking person
0: she is and, yeah. she, and she seems like she's a good she's a good mom um, yeah and she's like a She's wife, definitely like...
1: too good for him
0: oh, hell yeah i'm team yeah. i'm team jg now jennifer garner jg baby uh you got yourself a new fan here you got our vote jg <laughs> it is money which makes full our complex international society of business trade and travel
1: okay I'm going to tell you guys the story. I feel like uh, I keep doing these kind of little stories and you keep doing like Latina little stories. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell you the story of Patricia Campbell
0: Hurst. Patty Hurst. Yeah. I fuck with Patty Hurst because you know that she she breeds Frenchies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read.
1: I forgot about that. That she like one of her Frenchies won like the, the best the show. Dog show. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: a few years ago fun, that's hilarious fun fact i fuck with dog shows yeah <laughs> dog shows
1: are fun on thanksgiving that's a thing to watch oh yeah Wouldn't you gonna watch the stupid ass parade like we haven't fucking seen roses before uh,
0: no that's not the rose parade dude that's it's the, not it's the macy's that's the one with the balloons and shit well, i
1: hate those that one's stupid yeah yeah and the dog shows on at the same time so why would why the yeah. fuck would you watch that D- the
0: drama club the official D- podcast <laughs> of dog show <laughs>
1: Because you love that movie Best
0: in Show, too. Oh, I love Best in Show.
1: (laughs) Anyways, this has nothing to do with dogs. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm going to talk about Patty Hearst. Cool. I got a lot of this from uh, Jeffrey Toobin's book American Heiress, Mm -hmm. a PBS documentary, and a couple other documentaries I found on YouTube. All the Wikipedias. (laughs) Yeah. And I also found a bootleg coffee copy of the sla manifesto online which was fun to oh, read oh
0: cool okay
1: so first let's talk about her grandfather in order to put some perspective on who this woman was mm. and in order to understand the impact and fascination of what happened to her
0: cool i just her, i just listened to a podcast on this
1: the hearsts yeah uh, no her, on william
0: on patty Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was like a like a six-parter, and it had... Oh, a, fuck. And there was also uh recently a CNN sort of, like... Yeah. Special. So that was
1: in connection with that book, American Heiress. Oh, yeah. I like Jeffrey Toobin. Yeah, it's the one that uh she would not... She would not give an interview yeah. for that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, cool.
1: He says some things. Anyways, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So her grandpa, William Randolph Hearst, was a publisher, but not just a publisher he was (laughs) the publisher yeah 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 he was born to a millionaire gold mine owner and u.s senator george hurst
0: do we we don't have like famous ass rich ass people i mean like we there are there are rich people on earth but there's no one whose name is like synonymous with wealth like that anymore like you know not in our generation at least not yet i don't think there are no like rockefeller you know, yeah. like, and the Hearst maybe were- Steve
1: Jobs, but even then, I think it's more so the Apple Corporation than right. him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So he created Hearst Communications mm-hmm. with the help of his wealthy father. First, by acquiring the newspaper, the San Francisco Examiner, mm-hmm. which was owned by his father. So his dad gave him that mag- okay. that newspaper. Uh-huh. His father had acquired the newspaper the old-fashioned way, meaning someone gave it to him <laughs> as repayment for gambling debt. <laughs> It must be so fun to gamble if you're super rich.
0: Hell yeah. You like, what are, I wonder if it was like poker or what.
1: Like Right? Yeah. Uh, and you're like, I put up my, uh, my grandfather's newspaper. I put up the original Ford. <laughs> it's crazy. These odds are wild. Go fish. Motherfucker.
0: I see your nickel and I raise you the empire state building. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so Patty's grandpa Will Hurst's management of the San Fran Examiner blew the newspaper up, and he obtained crazy talented writers to work for him, including Jack London and Mark Twain. Wow. <laughs> He also popularized the newspaper by publishing not only the news, but human interest story and emphasized sensationalism. This had never been done before him. Mm -hmm. He used huge headlines like an all capital bolded letters. Ben Affleck looks (laughs) fucked up on way to rehab. I would pick that shit up for show.
0: Like, you know, um, in the movies and in TV and stuff, when like a headline, it's spinning. (laughs) It's, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's what i'm imagining
1: yeah <laughs> batman loses war <laughs> okay but anyway so yeah he used progress crusades he published cartoons which had never been seen in newspapers before cool. and he found a way to appeal to a larger audience other than the just basic ass news right this is later named yellow journalism mm-hmm his success with the San Francisco Examiner led to a purchase of New York's Morning Journal, which led him into a full-on war with the other famed publisher of the time, Joseph Pulitzer. Wow. As in the fucking Pulitzer Prize. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> and Senor Hurst then opened newspapers in Chicago, L.A., Boston, and all around the United States. Okay. By 1925, he owned over 20 newspapers, and then he got into books and magazines. So he wasn't just a businessman. He was a, a businessman.
0: Man. Okay, cool.
1: He purchased magazines like Cosmopolitan, Good Housekeeping, Harper's Bazaar, Town and Country. You name it, he owns it.
0: Hey, good for I've you. I've never flipped
1: through an issue of Town and Country.
0: Um, I think you have to be white.
1: Yeah, <laughs> low-key that magazine seems racist in the way that pumpkin spice lattes
0: do. Oh, it's definitely more racist than a pumpkin spice latte.
1: Yeah, it seems racist like Polo.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I once saw a Cholo in a wheelchair read a poem about pumpkin spice lattes at an open mic.
0: Really? Yes, it was called PSL. What kind of, what, kind, <laughs> what kind of real- wheelchair? Like a like an a electric one or a...
1: It was a regular, regular one, one, a handheld
0: one. There's I go, actually. Go ahead. I go to this, or I haven't gone for a little while, but I used to go to see patients at this dialysis center, mm-hmm. and uh, there was there's there were two cholos that I would see there, uh, un- yeah. unrelated to each other. Okay. Who would <laughs> two unrelated cholos? <laughs> Both of them would listen to CDs on little boom boxes amazing like with headphones what is that because,
1: because on we haven't come up with anything more convenient than that <laughs>
0: <laughs> right it's so weird it was the weirdest thing like one would be listening i walked by and i saw his cd case and it was like metallica and like the other one i forget oh i like rock
1: cholos too. yeah i like that
0: vibe he was there was they were a little older you know
1: uh-huh. but, but
0: like what the fuck little boot yeah. boxes with headphones
1: that, that is so weird <laughs> Well, the dude that I'm talking about, actually, his name is Obed Silva, and I'd like to give his podcast a shout out. It's called East Side Rose. He's a professor of creative writing at East LA Community College, and he has really great stories and is a really great storyteller.
0: Oh, so is Pumpkin Spice Latte, is PSL a good poem?
1: Yeah, it was funny. And uh, that same performance or whatever you want to call it that he did, he tells a story about how one time he was wearing a Raiders jersey at a bar and some dude came up to him and he was like how we doing and he's like what and the dude was like what's the score and he's like man I wear this because it's thug attire I don't know shit about football I'm fucking reading (laughs) because he has like a PhD and shit (laughs) hell yeah okay okay so back to Patty Hearst (laughs) she has nothing to do with The Raiders or Cholos (laughs) or Pumpkin Spice Lattes. It's important to highlight that the newspapers the Hearst family owned did very well during World War II because they always stood fiercely against communism even before the war. Their family had a huge amount of political influence because of their publishing work, obviously, and Uh the way they were able to control the media. Yeah. More on that later. So Will ultimately ventured into film, and by the end, he had created the largest publishing business in the world. With his free time, he collected art, homes, and basically set up his family, his family's family, his family's family's family for Mm -hmm. generations and generations to come. Cool. Like you said, these are some fucking polo-playing, caviar-tasting, fur-wearing in a class of their own level wealth. Mm -hmm. In 2016, the Hearst family's net worth was estimated to be $28 billion. Wait, in what year? 2016
0: holy shit okay yeah yeah
1: <clears throat> so hearst is a name like we were saying that means something yeah kind of like bill gates steve jobs more so like jp morgan the riveras
0: i was gonna say may steph <laughs>
1: <laughs> these <laughs> names carry a weight with them and dollar signs as well yeah we need more of those though
0: we need brown we need you brown I, ones
1: i want jp morgan level dollar signs
0: uh I want, I'm not going to be that greedy. I just want, I want some Mitt Romney level.
1: Like, Mitt Romney level yeah. dollar signs? Like yeah. you want to run for office unsuccessfully and then fucking still be famous and shit?
0: Yeah, post up in yeah. my house in Montecito next, yeah. to, next to Oprah. Yeah. Perfect.
1: <laughs> Have 12 sons?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, not 12 sons, just 12 men in my house.
1: There you go. There you go. Hey, low-key. Shout out to Mitt Romney's sons. <laughs> Some of them are really good looking.
0: Doesn't you know my friend Josh? Doesn't he look like he could be one of Mitt Romney's sons?
1: Yo, shout out to Josh, but he do not know.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. No, he don't. He's man. just generic white. <laughs> <laughs>
1: generic milk. <laughs> that's an inside joke okay so will had a son named randolph i'm never gonna get to Potty. patty will had a son named randolph uh-huh. who had a daughter named patty who uh-huh. is the main character of today's tale okay she cool. was born in san francisco on february 20th 1954 she went to a private high school and then college at uc berkeley
0: mm-hmm.
1: my high school lover went to uc berkeley so it holds a very <laughs> special place in my toilet
0: please please don't use the name the word lover
1: now, what else I should i use that. him The fuck boy I fucked with in high school went to UC Berkeley.
0: What if he listens to the podcast?
1: Then I would say, listen to something else, (laughs) motherfucker, because you didn't want to listen to me then and you shouldn't listen to me now. You shouldn't have that goddamn privilege to listening to me now. Anyways, I couldn't even get that out. There's so much fucking resentment in there. So like I said, her grandfather left her father with considerable wealth, but... Theirs is the type of wealth that is large when you consider all of the hearse together. And mm-hmm. I think the actual individual families aren't as rich as you think. Right. So they weren't the type of people that needed extra security or whatever. Right.
0: And, so, uh, but you ahead. know what? I think that that might be different today. Right. But I think at the specific time where this shit is about to go down, it was true for like them.
1: Them. Yeah. Right. So Randolph and Patty's mom, Catherine, they were all for Patty attending this public college and experiencing life. She lived in an apartment off campus with her then fiance, Stephen Weed. So Patty was living her nice little well off family life from ages zero to 19 when something fucking crazy happened. Mm-hmm. On February 4th, 1974, 19-year-old Patty was beaten unconscious and then kidnapped from her apartment. Wow. Okay. A woman knocked on the door and requested assistance. Other unknown parties then forcefully entered her apartment and began to beat her and Steven. Wow. Machine guns were fired into the air in order to help subdue her into the attack. Mm -hmm. Several neighbors also allegedly started screaming and tried to intervene but they were all subdued as well she was basically defenseless once everything started her fiance was also beat so badly he had to be hospitalized patty ended up blindfolded and kidnapped from the apartment so she's 19 years old was
0: that the that was the goal from the beginning they 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 wanted to take her they wanted
1: patty yeah What we later found out is that Patty was abducted by an urban guerrilla group named the Symbanese Liberation Army or the SLA. Mm -hmm. You may be feeling like Patty and asking, who is the SLA? (laughs) Well, I will guide you through this and not blindfolded because I'm not that much of a bitch.
0: (laughs) I like their outfits (laughs) low-key.
1: Oh, we'll get to that. (laughs) Okay. We're going to jump around a little too. So try to keep up because I can't slow down because I have shit to do. It's Friday. I got to go get drunk. Hey. So the SLA was a new left revolutionary organization that was first formed in 1973. They were formed as a result of a couple of radical groups meeting through prison visitations. Wow. As well as being kind of a response to the Vietnam War. But I don't want to give them that much credit. Okay. Okay. Primarily, the radical groups involved were the Venceremos organization and the mm-hmm. Black Cultural Association program. Mm-hmm. So the Venceremos were an American radical political group, which began as a Chicano organization in early 1969. I don't like the way I said Chicano right there, but. A
0: Chicano. They were. Chicano. Uh, and uh, their their main things, the main things that they were worried about were pumpkin spice lattes. And yeah, the, the Raiders. Raiders score. Uh, <laughs> They advocated
1: for armed self-defense of the citizenry, Mm -hmm. community control of the police, and for a reform of the prison organization. Their ultimate goal, however, was to overthrow the United States government.
0: Wow. So they were anarchists.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. At their peak, they opened a community college for two years through funding. That's cool. And the United States considered them a very serious threat. They... The Venceremos were way more legit than the SLA ever became.
0: Yeah. But see, all of these all of these groups are so complicated. They often had good intentions and like they they just they did some fucked up shit cuz I mean, fucked up shit was happening to them too. And I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about the SLA, I'm talking about the Black Panthers, I'm talking about like yeah. all these people like it sucks. Like it was a volatile time.
1: Yeah, it's a sketchy time in the United States for yeah. sure. Yeah. In 1972, the Venceremos had collapsed after they ambushed a police car transporting their member, Ronald Beatty, to a court appearance in San Bernardino. Two of the officers in the car, one was killed and the other was wounded by them. Oh, Beatty then turned around and testified against all of them in trial. What? Yeah, what a dick, right?
0: Yeah. Well, ooh, that's, that sucks. So by
1: 1973, they're pretty much donezo. Yeah. This brings us to the Black Cultural Association. Mm-hmm. This is where things start to get kind of sketched to me. The Black Cultural Association, or the BS, I'm sorry, BCA, was an African-American group founded at the California Medical Facility at Vacaville State Prison. Mm-hmm. La vaca. <laughs> Moo.
0: <laughs> Where's Vacaville? It's Isn't it like?
1: Um, it's like up north.
0: Yeah, OK. It's like
1: Petaluma Pat- area, uh-huh. quite literally Vacaville. <laughs> Its purpose was to provide educational tutoring to inmates in conjunction with graduate students from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. It was an officially recognized prison group through the help of the tutoring system put in place for them by Professor Colston Westbrook. Remember that guy's name. Okay. Tutors provided courses on math, reading, writing, art, history, and basically everything to these foals. But in time, the radical politics infiltrated And Professor Westbrook allowed activists to attend meetings, in particular, white activists, which is interesting to me because this was a black group.
0: Mm -hmm. And this was a prison group. So this this was within the walls of the prison.
1: Yes. And it was recognized by the prison. Like prison members were allowed to go attend this stuff.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Something about college students and criminals don't mix well. Okay, so one very important member of the BCA was a man by the name of Donald DeFreeze. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say Trump.
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> because that this full dies at the end, so anyway. <laughs> uh, what is that called? Spoiler alert. Donald DeFreeze was close with Professor Westbrook. He is the man who would ultimately form and lead the SLA. DeFreeze was, interestingly, the only African member. African-American member of the SLA.
0: These sound like Batman villains. Right? Donald DeFreeze. Professor Westbrook. <laughs> Patricia Hurst. <laughs>
1: DeFreeze was born in Ohio to an abusive father who broke both of his arms not once, not twice, but thrice as Fuck. punishment.
0: And he still became a professor?
1: No, DeFreeze. I'm talking about oh, the criminal now. Oh, okay, okay. The guy who was just a member. Oh, <laughs> The freeze dropped out of high school and ran away from home. By the age of 19, he was a gang member. He became a young father of three from his first marriage and said that the worries of supporting children and a family engulfed him.
0: Yeah.
1: I bet. His early criminal record includes hitchhiking, possession of a sawed-off rifle, negligent discharge of a firearm, possession of illegal fireworks. In 1967, he was stopped for running a red light and police found a homemade bomb in his pocket. Oh, fuck. He was placed on probation. His probation officer described him as having strong schizophrenic potential and a fascination with firearms and explosives.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, he definitely, you can't be both of those things, my dude.
1: Nope, it is not going to be okay for you. In 1969, Defreeze was found on the roof of a bank with two pistols and a dagger. This interview is over. (laughs) The police found a hand grenade nearby. He posted bond and fled.
0: Why does he need all of? Why does he need two pistols? Who who carries a dagger? The
1: fuck? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) One month later, he was injured in a gun battle with police outside of a bank, and he got he finally got landed in jail. Finally, Uh, well, thank God. I know, right? Like we had to go through all that. Yeah. While incarcerated, he was an active member of the BCA, like I said, coordinated some of the first contact between them and the Venceremos organization and founded the uh, urban guerrilla group known as the SLA. Mm-hmm. The SLA described their belief system as the unity of all left wing struggles, feminist, anti-racist, anti-capitalist and others. I, they Sign w- me up.
0: That sounds great. Right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> they wanted all races, genders, and ages to fight together in a left-wing united front in order to overcome the government and live peacefully.
0: Hell yeah. Somebody get that baby a dagger.
1: Nice idea, bad execution. Mm-hmm. Like Maymay said earlier. Do people not know what urban girl of warfare is? Like, do I need to explain that?
0: No, I think it's self-explanatory.
1: Okay. For example... Other guerrilla groups within the United States include the Black Panther Party and the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So DeFries escaped from prison on March 5th, 1973, by walking away. Uh,
0: wow. Let him go. Let him go. That's the that's the official uh take of the drama club.
1: Drama club yeah. <laughs> if you escape, you get it, you get your freedom. <laughs> He was ordered to work as an inmate on something that was outside of a perimeter fence of the jail. Ooh, okay. He was transferred to this job and recommended by Professor Westbrook. Huh. The first day he was assigned this new job is the day he walked away.
0: Okay. All right. I don't, I don't S- like it. This smells a little fishy. Sketch,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Seems sketch. Seems sketch, guys. Shouldn't be able to walk away from prison. <laughs> I don't know why, just (laughs) something about prison tells me you shouldn't be able to walk away from it. Once out, he reached out to some venceremos and made his way to a commune in San Francisco. The commune set him up to let things blow over following his escape from prison, and he started planting the foundations for the Symbanese Nation. Mm -hmm. The founding members of the SLA are Donald DeFreeze, William Wolf, who was a grad student tutor for the BCA, Russ Little, additionally a grad student tutor, Bill and Emily Harris, and Angela Atwood.
0: And they were African Americans?
1: No, only DeFreeze was African American. Oh, okay. In November 1973, so eight months after DeFreeze's escape and two months before Patty's kidnapping, the SLA planned and then executed the murder of Oakland Public School Superintendent Marcus Foster.
0: Oh, no.
1: Why? They killed him using hollow point bullets that they packed with cyanide. What the fuck? Is that necessary? That is so
0: extra. (laughs) What the fuck?
1: Is that... Can I ask you something? Is that because, like, if... Does that mean, like, if the bullet doesn't hit something lethal, the cyanide will ultimately then do the work?
0: Well, I can't imagine how much you're saying they were dipped in cyanide or they were. No, they were hollow point. Oh, so they were filled with cyanide. Yeah, the cyanide would like if it got into your bloodstream, that would be it's a wrap.
1: So even though like they hit you in the fucking leg or whatever.
0: Yeah, if it okay, I mean, if it stayed there for long enough, but right, you know.
1: This They did this because Marcus Foster, the school superintendent, wanted to introduce identification cards in Oakland schools, which the Uh, SLA considered to be fascist.
0: I agree with that, but I don't think someone should die. die because of it. Yeah. What the fuck? The
1: SLA immediately made a statement following his death, taking credit for it. And this is the first time anyone in the world has ever heard of the group. Okay. Joseph Romero and Russ Little were arrested and convicted of the murder. They were basically caught with the murder weapon, literally red-handed. Mm-hmm. Then the police found revolutionary literature and SLA material. Wow. Se- seven years later, Little's conviction was overturned and he was acquitted. But Romero is still serving life at San Quentin.
0: Wow. Why was his Why was his conviction overturned?
1: Because he didn't actually
0: pull the trigger. Ha-
1: yeah, he didn't have actually anything to do with the murder. He was just a, an accomplice, basically. I see. Okay. Yeah. The rest of the SLA then went into hiding at a safe house. And now this brings us to Miss Patty Hearst. After Little and Ramiro were arrested, the SLA began plotting the kidnapping of an important figure in order to negotiate the release of their comrades the kidnapping was planned for the full moon of january 17th shout out aquarius or whatever the fuck sun sign that is i hate that shit
0: this is the dawning of the age of aquarius go on
1: (laughs) so like i said they busted in and kidnapped patty Mm -hmm. hearst was chosen obviously due to her the high profile of her family but also sadly because she lived close to their commune
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: that sucks right
0: And also because she's an easy target.
1: Right. She's young. She's, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: rich. So she probably never thinks about shit like this, like kidnapping. You think rich people think about shit like murder and bank robbery and kidnapping? I
0: think they think about that sort of level of wealth. I'm sure they think about kidnapping because, you know, they have like. That's true. Kidnapping insurance and stuff. But I'm sure you're not thinking about it every day. You're not thinking about like
1: mugs, mugs, like getting mugged on the street. Right. For sure. Okay, so the SLA stayed silent for the first week of Patty's kidnapping, and her parents pled in the news mm-hmm. for her release or any sort of communication that she was alive or anything. They thought she might have been killed. They didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. They just know that she had been taken because Stephen was there, and he had seen it go down. Yeah. Nine days after the kidnapping, her disappearance was the number one story in the United States. That's right, Bruno. Mm-hmm. On the ninth day, the SLA allowed Patty to speak to her parents via audio tape. Also, the SLA fucking loved releasing audio tapes like Lil Wayne, like dropping demos back in the 2000s. Like, they, I, this was their fucking.
0: I was gonna say like Omarosa in 2018, dropping a new, <laughs> dropping you audio every day.
1: Little bits of audio here and there. So, in this audio tape, Patty says she's okay and she's not starved, beaten, or frightened. She does say that she's blindfolded but not uncomfortable. She sounds super weird and passive in all of these recordings and keeps repeating that she's okay. Actually, it's funny that we were talking about Casa de Flores. She kind of sounds like Patricia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like all monotone and low and kind of like bored.
0: It, maybe they gave her drugs to keep, keep her calm, you know? It,
1: exactly. She said the people keeping her were willing to do anything and she wanted her parents and the FBI to stop trying to find her because they're endangering her. She told her parents that it would be stupid to charge in. DeFreeze then gets on the tape at the end and advises the hearse and the FBI that whatever happens to Patty is her family's fault and the government's responsibility. If she dies, the blood's on their hands. What a
0: piece of shit.
1: Yeah, and that's super fucking scary. Okay, so the SLA also attached a letter to this recording. Like I said, their first intention was to leverage the Hearst family's political influence and wealth to free Little and Ramiro. Mm -hmm. Additionally, the SLA demanded that the Hearst family distribute $70 worth of food to every needy Californian, which was estimated at the time to cost around $400 million. Okay. Patty's father took out a loan and arranged a donation of $2 million worth of food to the Bay Area. All right. The day before the distribution was set up, Defries sent out another audio tape and said, this isn't good enough. He said, quote, you're throwing crumbs at the people.
0: Also, I think it's important to note that he took out a loan to do that. Yeah, So he didn't have he didn't that have liquid it. cash yeah. to do that. Uh huh. And
1: exactly. So he gives another statement, another uh, like a news statement. Mm-hmm. And he says he can't do any more than what he's done right now. Right. Then the Hearst Corporation stepped up and added $4 million to the food distribution program in exchange for Patty Hearst's safe return home. Yeah, okay. Good for them. Yeah. So a 19-year-old girl in California is worth $6 million, <laughs> just so everybody knows.
0: <laughs> That's not what I'm worth. <laughs> I'm, not, but I'm also not 19 anymore. I'm not a spring chick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the food distribution took place 19 days after... Ca- patty's kidnapping it ended up causing fucking chaos within san francisco wow. people started rioting they started jumping on the trucks that were being sent to deliver the food packages people started throwing like the cabbages that were inside of the bags and shit at what? each other and at the police police had to arrest several people it was a shit show
0: don't throw fucking cabbage cabbage is bomb cabbage is delicious yeah. Anyways,
1: the SLA stayed silent another nine days following the distribution. Mm. And remember, the Hearst family set that up because they thought that they were going to release Patty following it. Yeah. The SLA turned their back on the agreement. Mm-hmm. First, I don't believe the full terms of the agreement were met. Mm-hmm. Second, you really shouldn't negotiate with criminals seeing as they aren't the most trustworthy people on the planet. And also, I mean,
0: if they, if what they say their goals are are true... Then, this
1: was nowhere near.
0: Well, but what I mean is like they wanted to affect change and help like, you know, poor people be able to eat. OK, like being a reasonable human being, you would say like, OK, well, they did
1: what they what, yeah, yeah. what they
0: what we asked. Yeah. What, what more what more could they want, really?
1: Yeah. You know, unless you're delusional. Yes. Cheers. Another interesting thing is that the FBI was kind of not as involved as the S.L.A. had hoped.
0: Interesting
1: they weren't as interested in baby Patty Hearst as so much so as they were interested in stopping the SLA. Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: The Hearst held another press conference telling Patty to pray. Like, so now the negotiation, you know, Mm -hmm. went awry, Mm -hmm. didn't go as planned. So they hold a press conference outside their home. They're saying, please keep praying, stay strong. Their statements are nice to watch because Mrs. Hearst has this fantastic giant 1950s hair a la Betty Draper on crack.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool.
1: And her dad looks like Colin Firth in A Single Man.
0: Oh, Oh, wow. Like Coke bottle glasses and stuff. Yeah, that's how my grandpa looks.
1: Yeah, they're also very sad. And this this statement in particular is very sad because her mom starts crying and walks away. So they cut everything short and Randolph Hearst follows her into their home.
0: Oh, I could never give a press conference like that.
1: Mm, Hell no, no way. They're very strong for doing that. Yeah. During the first week, Patty was kept blindfolded and bound in a closet. So we're jumping back a little bit because now this is all according to Patty's later testimony. Mm -hmm. She said that DeFreeze repeatedly threatened to kill her in the first week. Then she started being let out for meals while still blindfolded, and she began to join in with their discussions. Oh, okay. So the members of the SLA ended up giving her a flashlight with some of their guidebooks, so to speak, for her to study. Mm Mm-hmm. Hurst was still being kept primarily constrained to a closet for a few weeks before DeFreeze let her know they were thinking that they'd either have to kill her or she could join them. So she should start thinking about that.
0: Yeah. 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 So how long? A few weeks? Uh, yeah. Like two weeks. Okay.
1: She says that she decided then and there to accommodate all of her thoughts with theirs in order to save her life. Of course. Yeah. When they finally asked for her decision, she said she wanted to stay and fight. Mm -hmm. After her declaration, they removed her blindfold for the first time in weeks, which is the first time she sees any of them. Fuck. Yeah. She was immediately thrown into an odd type of training and given lessons on her duties, including weapons training, weapons drills. And another female member guided her through what they described as the sexual freedom within the unit. Which led to Patty being raped by members Willie Wolf and then Defreeze himself.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Um, something shitty later is during Patty's trial, the prosecution tries to hone in on the fact that Patty kept a trinket that Willie gave to her at one point. So they tried to show that as them being in an actual romantic relationship and her never being raped by these guys. Motherfuckers,
0: that that's impossible.
1: You Exactly.
0: You, no, period. You can't have you can't consent. She couldn't consent.
1: Of course not. She Did you not just hear me say that she was just being unblindfolded for like the first time in weeks?
0: <laughs> yeah, and threatened with follow the rules of our organization or death. Right. You know, that's fuck.
1: 2 months after her abduction, th- the SLA dropped their next mixtape. Okay. They sent out recorded audio of Patty Hurst announcing that she heard her parents' statements and they are jeopardizing her safety. The food they distributed was low quality. She doesn't believe that her parents are doing everything they can and that she knows they have enough money to help her. She has been given a shotgun and she knows how to use it now. She was issued a cyanide shot in order to protect herself from the FBI. She has joined the SLA movement because it's the FBI, not the SLA, who want to harm her.
0: So, question. At this point in time, is she... Is, is it a pure self-preservation or is she brainwashed? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Go on.
1: She says, quote, I am fighting for my freedom and the freedom of all people because we aren't free until we're all free. I have been given a choice and I have chosen to stay and fight. Along with this audio tape, the SLA sent newspapers the infamous picture of Patty Hearst in full revolutionary gear holding a military-grade assault assault rifle that was sawed off in order to shoot at a closer range while standing in front of their red Cobra flag. Okay. This picture of Patty yielding the gun in front of the flag became one of the most famous photos of the 1970s. Iconic. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. In this statement, Pon... Patty says that she has assumed the name Tanya, which was inspired by Haiti Tanya Biter, who was the only female comrade of Che Guevara and spy during the Cuban Revolution.
0: And Tanya Harding, of course. (laughs) Of course.
1: (laughs) She ends the tape by saying, quote, patria o muerte, venceremos. Or our country or our death. We will prevail. This is gigantic fucking news. Mm-hmm. Newspapers are going wild. What the fuck went wrong? <gasps> well,
0: well, I feel Her like parents now. But now I, I think that if this were to happen today, that we would understand it more. Right. But because no one this had never happened before. People were like, what? Like, like you said, what went wrong? Like today we would be like, all right, she's oh, she's fuck. in trouble. You know, Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Stockholm syndrome, yeah. Stockholm syndrome. So her parents are crazy shocked, obviously. They said right away, they're like, we don't believe this. We've had her for 20 years Mm -hmm. and the SLA has had her for 20 days. Mm -hmm. There's no fucking way she's changed this rapidly and this drastically. And then they pretty much try to stay inside of their home because they're being honed in by photographers and reporters. And they vocally say their daughter is clearly a victim of brainwashing. Yeah. Patty's fiancé also keeps speaking out, and he says, you know, I love her. She's sick. She's exhausted. She's being used and humiliated by people who are determined not to let her out alive. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now she's in, right? She's announced that she's in, at least. She's going to fight, and she's been kidnapped for over two months. Yep. Then, on April 15th, 1974, 71 days after Patty was kidnapped, she helped the SLA rob a bank. And it was all on camera. Yeah.
0: This... Is, Footage is
1: infamous. Yeah,
0: this is awesome. You really like, you see her, you see her walking into the bank. Yeah. She got the gun.
1: Yeah. It's, Eyewitnesses hmm. say that this bank robbery was extremely well planned. These were not common criminals. Several members of the SLA were in trench coats, bell bottoms, and boots, mm-hmm. entering the bank with armed guns and took control of the location. Two members of the public were shot. The SLA got away with over $10,000.
0: Was that a lot? Probably
1: to be honest, 10,000 was a disappointing number for me, really.
0: 19, <laughs> yeah, 1974.
1: Yeah, but this is a bank robbery. Like, in my head, bank robbers average like what 75 50 K back then.
0: I don't know, it's a bank robbery. I think in Saturday Night Fever in like 1977, I think that the prize money that John Travolta wins at the end or whatever is like spoiler alert, is I think it's like I think it's like a hundred dollars and he has to split it with his dance partner. And that was- yeah, but that's
1: a dance competition, may <laughs> This is a fucking bank robbery. I thought people walked out of bank robberies like Scrooge McDuck with a pipe, holding bags with dollar signs on it. What the fuck?
0: Ten thousand dollars? I could spend you, that you, in fucking two weeks. You think Patty Hearst? You, you need two weeks to spend ten thousand dollars? <laughs> oh, oh, I was being generous. Uh, you think Patty Hearst was like, "Oh, you guys are cute. Ten thousand dollars." <laughs>
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: You know how many like, Frenchies you could buy with $10,000 This too. isn't heavy
1: at all. <laughs> Patty Hearst is immediately identified in her badass trench coat participating in the uh, robbery. Yeah. She aimed her gun at eight employees and customers and yelled at everybody to stand down. She announced herself as Tanya. A bank guard said that girl looked like she was ready to shoot anyone uh, and anything.
0: Yeah. Well, in her defense... I mean, if they, if she went in there and she didn't do all that, like, what do you think would have happened to her? Right. Later.
1: Exactly. Days later, the SLA drops their next single, vocaled by Patty, regarding the robbery. It says, "Quote: Greetings to the people. This is Tanya." <laughs> now I can't stop thinking about Tanya. I,
0: I did the triple axle. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you to my haters. We demand. 70,000 scrunchies Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay she
1: says my comrades and i expropriated 10,662 dollars and two cents wow (laughs) from the hibernia bank hey who
0: was the petty teller (laughs) that threw in two cents (laughs) you you want all the money Oh, here you oh, go. Okay. <laughs> all oh, of it, okay. All of it. Oh, you going to shoot me? Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Side- oh, stand down, Tanya. All right.
0: Side note. Do you know what I was thinking about the other day I was at the bank? I what? have literally in my life never had a bank teller that wasn't pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck
1: do you go to the bank? <laughs> what are you trying to fucking whittier to the bank you live in silver lake
0: yeah at this and i went to uh, kids (laughs) yeah but the bank tellers don't live there they're (laughs) from whittier
1: (laughs) they're from whittier (laughs) this chase is actually part of our reach out community project (laughs) we bus in our tellers from whittier california oh you don't know what that is don't worry that i i see you just came from chloe and you got the vegetarian burger how was it
0: delicious okay okay
1: fuck so what did she say okay so she says as for my ex-fiance i don't care about him anymore (laughs) (laughs) Me either, Tanya. (laughs) Once you go black, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) She says, for those who believe that I am brainwashed, I see no reason in having to defend my position. I am a soldier in the people's army. Patria o muerte, venceremos. After this, the robbery and that statement, the public lost most of their sympathy for her. The U.S. Attorney General Will Sachs made a statement following the robbery saying Patty is not a reluctant participant in, in this movement. She's a common criminal. All participation in the robbery appeared to be voluntary. However, afterwards, people th- think exactly like how May says, like, what do you think would have happened to her if she didn't participate in this robbery? Mm-hmm. And the FBI found still photos where SLA members are pointing guns at Patty during the robbery. Oh, interesting. Well...
0: I mean, in a still photo, it's kind of hard to see. Exactly, also, that's like, why I
1: say that because also it might have been just them turning around. Yeah,
0: that's what that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Okay, so one month after the bank robbery and one hundred and two days into her kidnapping, Shit. Patty, yeah, she's kidnapped for a hell a long yeah. time, dude. Yeah, yeah. Patty and two other members of the SLA attempt to shoplift a sporting goods store in Los Angeles.
0: Oh,
1: okay. A. A gun fell out of the waistband of one of the other members while they were trying to escape. And Patty runs over to the gun and discharges the entire magazine of the automatic weapon into the storefront. What? Yeah. Why? Because, dude, because she's a fucking member of the SLA. That's why.
0: (laughs) She had to you have to earn your beret. So, like, you got to start, like, shooting bang, bang.
1: The manager shot back and Hearst was blasting at him. What? Yeah. The three members took off and in doing so, they abandoned their car. Okay. Due to a parking ticket on their car.
0: That's why they abandoned it?
1: No, oh. but this is how police find them. <laughs> oh,
0: I thought you were going to say like they went outside. There was a parking t- t- ticket. They were like, fuck that. We're not paying it. Left the car.
1: The police investigated the neighborhood where the van got the parking ticket, uh-huh. and then they found the SLA hideout. Shit! In a South Los Angeles neighborhood.
0: Ooh, okay. On May seventeenth, nineteen
1: seventy-four, three hundred and fifty law officers surrounded Ooh. the SLA hideout. Yeah, this was serious shit.
0: Yeah. Well, we know that they were heavily armed. You know, they were right, and they were quite and literally. they wanted to fight the. Right. Police. Exactly. They're like a, a, a legit they're an army. They're like yeah, they're <laughs> fucking ready for this yeah. shit.
1: When the police approached, they demanded that everyone surrender. No one knows if Patty is inside at this time. Mm-hmm. And the FBI by by no means appears to take any additional precaution to save her life if she is inside.
0: Because at this point, they're like, well, she's one of them.
1: Yeah, you know, because so, she robbed a bank, yeah. she shot at this guy at Sportsmax or whatever the shit. <laughs>
0: so even if she does, if something does happen to her, well, she, you know, that's what she gets. She's what a Yeah.
1: They threw a tear gas. T- is it tear gas or tear gas? Tear. Okay. They threw a tear gas canister. Oh, yeah, because it promotes tears. Mm-hmm. Duh. Okay. They threw a tear gas <laughs> canister inside the home and the SLA immediately opens fire on the police. Fuck. In the ensuing gunfight, the House catches fire because of the fumes from the tear gas canister. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Donald DeFreeze, Nancy Perry, William Wolfe, Patricia Soltzik, Angela Atwood, and Kamala Harris are the six members in the House. Kamala Harris? Yeah. I'm sorry, Camilla <laughs> Hall. Oh. <laughs> my bad. I was like, our senator? <laughs> <laughs> okay (laughs) not our senator guys
0: is she from south los angeles she's no i think she's from the north
1: okay that would be hilarious yeah anyways okay so they had to crawl through a hole in the floor because the house caught on fire oh so they crawled through a hole in the floor beneath the house where they continued shooting at the police and the police continued shooting back at them Wow. The, cr- the crawl space then caught fire itself, <gasps> and everybody died from either fumes or the fire. Everybody died. Everybody died. All six of them.
0: Jesus. Okay. So all of the, uh, these are the top level.
1: Yep. Okay. Donald Defries was the last member alive, and remember, he's the leader. Yeah. And the coroner said he likely was burning alive when he decided to commit suicide by shooting himself in the head.
0: Jesus.
1: His family was unable to identify him due to the severe burns on his body. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Yeah. At first, people thought Patty had died as well, but and she was not present. She, like I said, she was at fucking Sports Chalet shoplifting the I'd rather be revolutionizing <laughs> plates or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. So following the shootout, the only remaining members of the SLA are Patty Hurst, Emily Harris, and William Harris. And they're a couple. They're like a married couple. Okay. But they've started it with... What's-his-face? DeFreeze, oh. too. So so they're top two. And at this point, Patty's pretty much top two.
0: Well, especially now that everybody's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, they
1: began uh, to actively recruit people to join their army. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't return to the house, obviously, because it's fucking burnt down. Mm-hmm. So they were broken homeless, and they hid and squatted around the neighborhood. Okay. Emily made her way to UC Berkeley where she interviewed an athletics coach who had been requesting membership in the SLA. This guy's name is Jack Scott. Mm -hmm. He basically brings them back to life by giving them money.
0: Don't trust anyone with two first names.
1: Right? Anderson Cooper? We're looking at you. (laughs) Is that two last
0: names? No, two first names. Anderson and Cooper? Yeah, that could be a first name.
1: So let's cut to now nine months later. They pretty much like went... Kind of quiet for nine months because they were broke and shit. Mm -hmm. February 4th, 1975, exactly one year after the kidnapping of Patty Hearst, the SLA and Patty have not been heard from in months. People are in the news speculating in regards to her whereabouts, in regards to her condition. The Hearst family took a very, very heavy toll, especially her mother.
0: Could they verify for sure that she wasn't in the in the burnt house, though? Yeah, they did. Because it sounds like it was, like, pretty bad. bad, you know?
1: But ultimately, they did. They were able to. Like, the family couldn't recognize him, but DNA tests all confirmed them. They
0: had DNA back then?
1: I don't know, bitch. I'm just <laughs> talking on my ass. Okay. He would have to call me out like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. I thought we were friends.
0: My, B, my B.
1: <laughs> Okay. So, her father, oh, her, so, Patty's mom enters, like, full-time care because she's, she can't take it, you know? Yeah. She's, this is the worst thing. Wow. Her father, meanwhile, continued to speak out at, as often as he could, talking about she. he thinks she's still alive. And like for a while there, they thought she was dead. And mm-hmm. he gives an interview at this time also where it's very, very sad. He looks very somber and at one point mutters quietly. I don't know. I, I think you start to feel numb after a while. I bet.
0: I'm sure this was exhausting.
1: Yeah. You must. Ugh so horrible because
0: you lost your child you have to deal with people judging you yeah law enforcement i'm sure like it's just horrible worst case scenario
1: for sure the sla committed one more bank robbery in carmichael california patty was the getaway driver for this bank robbery the other member emily harris ended up shooting a woman who died she was making a deposit at the bank
0: oh fuck
1: this event made hearst liable for felony murder charges
0: Whoa.
1: Okay. So on on September 18th, 1975, or 592 days after her kidnapping, Patty Hearst was picked up by the FBI in their San Francisco hideout and taken into custody.
0: Okay. She's safe. Yeah, she's safe. Okay.
1: As she's handcuffed and led outside of the house into the police car, she raises her fist in salute.
0: Oh, that's... That's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Patty Hearst gave her occupation upon entering jail as urban gorilla. Same girl. <laughs> <laughs> she weighed 87 pounds and a physical revealed low IQ. What? Yeah. B- huh. But isn't the IQ test bullshit? Haven't we determined that now?
0: It's not like the be-all and end-all of anything. It's just like, you know, it sort of gives you a ballpark idea. But also, I would imagine if she were PTSD and shell-shocked, that it would give you a false impression of her IQ.
1: Okay. So, yeah, she definitely was PTSD. And there were clear signs of trauma when she had the physical, including large gaps in her memory with uh, her pre-Tanya life. Yeah. Heavy smoking, confusion, and nightmares. Wow. Wow. Patty's parents were so thrilled in when they're, they they film them walking into the jail to see their daughter and they're smiling from ear to ear. They're super happy. They give a crazy happy interview after the reunion, uh-huh. saying that Patty was very happy to see them. So yeah. now we get like both sides of it because while she's walking in, she throws her fists up. She says she's a gorilla, but then her parents say that she's super happy to be back with them too.
0: But you know what? That psychologically, it maybe seeing them like snapped her out of it. Maybe. To an extent, maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe, yeah. Patty was charged with the first bank robbery that she participated in, and as she was the only surviving member of the SLA that had participated, she was the only person charged for that crime. Fuck. Yeah. Her defense was coercion and duress, affecting her intent, as well as involuntary intoxication because she uh, was being given drugs. Yeah. Brainwashing explicitly as a defense to a crime had never previously been used successfully in court. However, they did have a brainwashing expert, Luis West. Okay. After trial, Mr. West wrote a president to I'm so wrote a president, <laughs> wrote a letter to President Carter uh requesting that Patty be released from prison because she was a classic case of coerced POW.
0: Yeah. That's what I, I keep thinking is she's like a POW.
1: For sure. They're an army. She's a yeah. prisoner. Yeah, yeah. So duress slash coercion was basically the closest brainwashing type excuse they could use. Mm-hmm. After being in jail for a few weeks, weeks, Patty vocally repudiated her SLA allegiance.
0: Yeah, so they d- they deprogrammed her.
1: Right. At trial, the judge held high credibility to all the mixtapes she dropped, mm-hmm. especially the one after the robbery and the video of her participating in the robbery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Her defense tried to analyze that Tanya's statements and actions were not that of Patty. The judge also allowed prosecution to enter into evidence a recording that was taken of Patty after she was put in jail when a friend came to visit her and she was yelling at her friend regarding her revolutionary beliefs. Interesting. The prosecution tried hard not to mention the kidnapping at all during trial and really just focused in on her active participation in a clearly, like a robbery, like a, there's a fucking video of it. Like there's no, yeah. you know, like like mm-hmm. this fucking... Case is over. (laughs) There's no, uh,
0: it wasn't me.
1: Yeah. Let me question Patty. Hey, is that you right there in that video committing that robbery? (laughs) Yes. Uh, No further questions, your honor. The prosecution rests. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Patty testified that the SLA members demanded that she actively and enthusiastically, like you had said, participate in the robbery or they would kill her. Unfortunately, Patty was very heavily medicated following all this while she was on in trial. So she was not a good witness on her own behalf. Mm. her testimony was lethargic and impassionate and it was super hard for her to leave a long lasting impression on anyone
0: but you she had to take the stand because she's the only one who could give context you're right but it's also very dangerous to
1: put like exactly what you fear happened to Patty Yeah, yeah, she went up uh, there and she fucking flopped yeah and it's if you're a great witness that will make or fucking break your case I guarantee you
0: right but how do you mount a defense like you just have experts you just the doctors say she was a plw and that's it i mean in this case
1: yeah because there's basically like there's no doubt in anybody's mind that she participated right like she actively participated in this so their only defense was coercion slash duress
0: but my 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 thing is like how do you enter that into evidence besides the experts like you she has to yeah she has to. to
1: yeah for sure Ultimately, Patty Hearst was found guilty of armed robbery and use of a firearm to commit a felony and was given the maximum sentence of 35 years in prison, pending reduction at final sentencing. Okay. Then her judge died right before <gasps> final sentencing, so a new judge stepped in, reevaluated everything and gave her 7 years. Hell yeah. Yeah. RIP judge. RIP judge. <laughs> She immediately filed an appeal because se- even seven years was no boy- She didn't want to serve any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was held in solitary confinement for most of her imprisonment for security reasons and then was released on bond in 1976, November of 1976. So she did one year? She did a good amount of time. Uh-huh. Few- and can I just say, she this whole thing is like two years of her life. No, I'm sorry, three years. She was kidnapped in 1973. Yeah. So I, this is crazy to me that this happened to her. I mean, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And that she seemingly is okay, you know, fucking breeding mm-hmm. dogs and shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After, her, after she, they got her out on bond, her dad hired over a dozen bodyguards. Oh,
0: it's Too late. Who's yeah. going to do it again?
1: <laughs> you don't know, dude. What are the chances? You're just so scared. It probably was for her mom's sake. Yeah. Her appeals were denied and the Supreme Court declined to hear her case. The Harrises were convicted of kidnapping and served a grand total of guess
0: kidnapping. They did they he did 4 years, she did 3 years. 8
1: years in prison. Both total. Oh, uh-huh. So you were close. Here's a fun connection. Representative Leo Ryan was collecting signatures for the release of Patty when he made an impromptu visit to Jonestown in Guyana and was murdered. Wow. After the Jonestown murder, there was a lot of criticism of the judge and Patty's trial. And people said, clearly 900 people were brainwashed by one man. And we accept that as true. But we cannot accept that this single girl was capable of being brainwashed by a group like the SLA. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah.
1: President Jimmy Carter stepped in and commuted Patty's sentence to the 22 months she served. Oh, she served 22 months, May. Shit, oh, over here. damn. Yeah. So he commuted her sentence, so she didn't serve any additional time.
0: Shout out to Jimmy Carter.
1: Yeah, for all. What a great man.
0: A hero.
1: Yeah. President Ronald Reagan was often proposed pardoning Patty, but he did not. Ultimately, it was pupusa-loving President Bill Clinton who pardoned Patty Hearst on January 20th, 2001, his last day in office. a The actions on the behalf of Patty taken by the fucking presidents of the United States were widely viewed by the public as an example of wealth and privilege in action.
0: I mean, I'm sure that her wealth and privilege brought her to the attention of those men, but... I mean, I agree. I would, I agree with commuting her sentence and I agree with pardoning her. It's just, it was a shitty, it's a terrible thing that happened to her.
1: Yeah, it was horrible. She, hasn't she fucking suffered enough?
0: Right, exactly. And if I, that's literally what pardons are for. Uh-huh. Like
1: <laughs> so here's my big question. Uh-huh. And in the beginning, before I started really researching any of this, I was totally like how you've been while I've been telling this story. Like, well, she, she's, she's a fucking victim. Like, she's Stockholm Syndrome. Like, yeah. Like, obviously, like, if this went down, like, now, we would see mm-hmm. things differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Jeff Toobin and a lot of the stuff I've read got me thinking. Did the millionaire heir turn revolutionary? She did a whole lot of talking and interviewing once she was taken mm-hmm. out of jail. Yeah, she said the SLA used to tell her the FBI didn't care about her her parents didn't care about her and they were the only people that cared about her mm-hmm. she said she understands how the public believed that she was very into the SLA but she doesn't feel sorry for how things went down for them she knows it's hard for everyone to understand because it's hard for her to understand how she got in so deep and how she thought that way for so long Yeah, she didn't see how twisted she got But she knows that she wanted to stay alive and she just thinks she did everything in her power to make that happen.
0: Yeah, which I think is different from being brainwashed.
1: Me too. In her trial, her memoir, and every subsequent interview, she has maintained that she was abused, she was coerced, and she feared for her life. She's appealed to the masses of sympathy who want so badly to believe that this all-American California rich girl had no choice but to join or be killed. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, Because I, when
1: you take some of her individual actions, they don't make sense.
0: Well, I think that at some point she she was brainwashed. She was. When that happened in the timeline, I couldn't tell you. But I also think that at least in the beginning, it was just a survival technique. Like, I'll do what they tell me because of this, you know? And then at some point it becomes like, okay, no, I believe these things.
1: I don't know. <laughs> because she, while blindfolded, began talking to them and participating in their group chats. And that's why they gave her the choice to stay or be killed. In their group chat. <laughs> <laughs> they, they added her on the Apple group chat. <laughs> SLA bitches.
0: <laughs> well, but if you were in that situation, I feel like you, you might try to talk your way out of it. You know, and I think that that might be a, a, a tool maybe. in which you might try to achieve that. All right, let me try to talk to these people. Oh, yeah, you say that? That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. that sounds good to me. Yeah. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm not shocked by that. That's okay.
1: Okay. She, she was a vocal member of this organization for 19 months. Yeah. It's hard not to see how, the, the stuff she did, the words she said at point blank and recognize that she was a revolutionary and maybe mm-hmm. not a victim. The romance of revolution in the seventies was really strong. I mean, it
0: still sounds sort of romantic to me. Like, but, yeah, <laughs> in
1: in theory, there's a reason. Exactly, right. there's a reason we see the outlines of Che Guevara plastered on posters, t-shirts, coffee mugs, and shit. Yeah, people people like to think of revolution as this counter kind of dare I say cool type of movement to stand yeah. up to the government to fucking take over mm-hmm. to fight literally fight for your fucking life because those are the odds patria o muerte yeah what people don't like to think about especially when you're du- young and dumb is the sharp slope this stands on the risks the death of innocent people mm-hmm. the instability of it all and where it may lead look at mm-hmm. cuba Ask an Argentinian or a Salvadorian how their families were affected by revolution. Yeah. It's not fucking fun. It's not cool. It's not badass. It's reckless. It's often half haphazard. Ha- I'm sorry. It's often half haphazardly thought out. It's scary. And throughout history, it has very seldomly come out on the side of the revolutionaries. So it's often a losing battle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> At best, they sort of, they make, they do affect incremental changes about right. certain things
1: A really great thing I read about revolution when I was looking at this was this professor who said a revolution is a fun, temporary fix. Yeah. Like, that's how people like, that's how it's been. Like, basically, like the most successful revolutions are the French Revolution and the United States when we uh, took off. But most of the time, yeah, it's just like Mm -hmm. they kind of gain some power and then they don't know what to fucking do with it. Right. And then shit just slowly goes because, back or because
0: by nature they tend to be chaotic. Exactly. You know? Like yeah. <laughs> how are you gonna run shit if like yeah.
1: you're fucking popping off. Yeah. Sawing off machine guns, filling bullets <laughs> with cyanide.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Breeding Frenchies. So would you falter?
1: Because she was 19 when she was kidnapped.
0: No, honestly, I still like I'm I'm team patty. Like I I get it. I understand what happened to her and I Me too. You know.
1: She has, I don't think, I don't know if I understand it. And I don't know if, I don't know what side I'm on, honestly. I'm I'm at a crossroads. She has since stated that she was unhappy in her relationship with Steven when she was kidnapped. But her parents were very mad at her for moving in with him before they got married. So she was trapped. She felt trapped in that relationship. Oh, She was 19. Like I said, she was naive on the verge of becoming a real adult, whatever that means. Would it be so hard for us to believe that maybe she fell for it? The camaraderie, the movement, for God's sake, the cool ass trench coats and sunglasses?
0: <laughs> but it's but see, if you if you think that then you're removing all context. You're removing like the the fact that she was She was kidnapped. Raped. She was
1: yes. Jeffrey Tubin says in his book Something Kind of interesting saying like, did she fall for it and join freely or was it Stockholm syndrome? Like you say, and maybe he's taking it out of context, but it is interesting. Either way, she joined, right? Mm-hmm. What yep. makes it Stockholm syndrome versus just her own rational thoughts? Mm-hmm. She has said that she developed a great affinity for the group while she was taken hostage. Is it just that she was rich and had a good enough lawyer at the end? Like if it was another person, would they have been convicted
0: heavily? No, good question. After she was
1: arrested, Tubin says, quote, she responded rationally then too. She said, yeah, I don't want to be a part of all this lunacy anymore. I recognize that my family loves me now. I recognize that I want to go back to my former life. And that's the position she took at that convenient point. People Mm -hmm. think she had a lot of opportunities to get away. This is hard for me to swallow because I think she was scared. And people say that about, like, women who are battered and it bothers Mm me. mm -hmm. Like, just just leave. Like, it's that fucking simple. Yeah, yeah. But... There were sometimes, on the one hand, let me tell you these arguments because what people think is like the SLA wasn't this highly complicated organization. At their fucking peak, they were a total of
0: thirteen members. But motherfucking crazy Batman villains, <laughs> you know,
1: Professor Wolfston.
0: Yeah, these are these aren't regular people. She wasn't gonna walk out of there like that guy walked out of prison.
1: You know, like she, she, she gonna- could have driven. She had the getaway car.
0: She had the getaway card. That's true. (laughs) But it had a ticket, so she wasn't going to
1: (laughs) risk Then she's going to have to fucking pay it for them. Fuck that. Imagine if you're a hearse, how many times people expect you to pick
0: up the check? (laughs) (laughs) They had Patty pay for the sawed-off shotguns, (laughs) the berets, and the sunglasses and shit.
1: So there is some tea on good old little Patty. Mm Mm-hmm. During the demise of the SLA, several interesting facts came to light. One of the other founding members, Will Wolfe, had a physician for a father who hired a private detective upon learning of his son's involvement in the urban guerrilla group. And this was the same private detective
0: <laughs> <laughs> that the Rivera family used. I know we're friends
1: because I had a, a parenthesis with Rivera detective right here. So I figured if you didn't make the joke, I would. Okay. Amongst the investigators findings included evidence that while a student at UC Berkeley little Miss Patty Hurst attended several BCA meetings in order to tutor over a year before her kidnapping.
0: Okay, I I don't like that, but but maybe <laughs> maybe that's how the SLA became aware of her. That's how they like she popped up on their radar. Oh, like you know who would be good to fucking kidnap. Home girl who works with you know the bca the bca which is yeah. them yeah exactly
1: the bca is dsla
0: yeah but that's what i'm saying like you know who would be good to kidnap homegirl who <laughs> uh you know you know patty yeah you know patty right you know
1: patty remember patty
0: <laughs> yeah let's get her and yeah. then it, so that's not uh, i'm okay with it i guess
1: okay <laughs> so, well i think we'll never know because she'll never change her story and everyone else is dead yeah but hey it, i'm On her side. If she did what she had to do to survive by joining the SLA, then props to her. Mm -hmm. And in the end, also, if she did what she had to do to stay the fuck out of jail by turning her back on the SLA, then props to her again. I get it. Mm -hmm. You have to worry about yourself because no one else is going to. We all do what we have to do in order to survive. Patria o muerte. Venceremos. And that's the story of Patty Hearst.
0: (laughs) That was awesome, Steph. Thanks. Um, I got a, I got a Patty Hearst fun fact. Bloop. Do you know who Patty Hearst's son-in-law is?
1: Son? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris Hardwick. Chris
0: Hardwick. Yeah. yeah. So Patty Hearst was in the news uh, earlier in the summer because she was out here defending, defending Chris him. Hardwick. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know about little Miss Patty Hurst. Patty Patty's not the best judge of character. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I wonder what how much money she has now.
1: Oh, me too. Um, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure like I'm sure they're not as wealthy as obviously her grandfather was, but I'm sure they're like they don't have to work. They have homes and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, cars and guns yeah guns cyanide
0: <laughs> well that was awesome uh oh, okay sounds like we're team patty either we way. are team
1: patty either way either way even yeah. if she joined or not i get
0: it right yeah Do you so, home baby boo you you're a pow and yeah for sure and you know what also i'm still here for your outfits so yeah me
1: too <laughs> shout out to berets trench coats bell bottoms and boots <laughs> <laughs> fucking sunglasses those sunglasses are cool as shit
0: if you want to hear us romanticize more problematic the people SLA movement,
1: <laughs> tune in monday oh no
0: yeah listen to future podcasts <laughs> in which we talk about people with maybe not as cool outfits but still <laughs> <laughs> another
1: great outfit problematic group of people
0: heaven's gate
1: shout out to heaven's gate everybody
0: (laughs) all right guys hit us on the hotline at 505-539-0556
1: and hit us up on social media at drama club pod twitter and insta
0: let us know what stories you want us to talk about we've been taking a lot of requests lately we
1: have we have a lot of uh spanish character requests gloria trevi uh
0: Charlino Sanchez. Charlino
1: Sanchez. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell us what you want to hear about. We'll, we'll probably do it. Oh, please keep giving us reviews. Yeah. I saw thank we, you so much. We got two new ones today. So thank you to those people.
1: Oh, that's cool. I have not checked today.
0: They were cute.
1: Okay. Cool. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no four stars. Five stars. Five stars only. Thanks. Five, five and goodbye. And <laughs> <above>. <laughs> five and above. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. However, whatever with your helmet.